Welcome to Photographer's Story Podcast. Today, we're joined by my co-host, Bernie Griffiths, international photography business coach, and our first, very first guest, Kelly Wilkie out of Bullington, Delaware. Hi, Hawk. <laughs> so, how are you, Kelly? <laughs> now, originally, you live in Wilmington, Delaware, which is home of, as we know now, the president-elect Joe Biden. Uh, but at present, you've got a month away down in Wyoming doing a bit of skiing. Is that right, Kelly? It is. It's a, it's a good month for me. Uh, it's snowing here, and it's a beautiful day, so enjoying doing, a little time what off. What are you doing down there? Just just holidaying, or are you taking any photographs? Taking a few photos, but I'm not I'm not trying to work too hard. I, I have three little ones, and they want to ski all the time, so we're spending more time actually playing than than working. But it's been it's been a fun trip so far. You say you got three little ones. How little are they? What, what have you got? I have twins that are about to turn nine on Saturday, and I have one that's ten years old. All boys. All boys. Okay. And uh, when, Kelly, we're talking about professional photographers and we're talking about the stories, and I'm sure you've got a lot of stories to tell, but just tell us when you first became interested in photography. When, when What happened? What snapped in your brain that got you wanting to take photographs? Ah, well, two, two points in my life. I would say when I was seven years old, I got a Polaroid SX-70 and that was the best gift I ever got in my life. It, it was just you know, magical. I would take pictures. I would pose my stuffed animals and I would um, pose my family. And it was something I always just loved doing. And I have a long series of cameras after that. But I think after I graduated from college and I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do, I graduated with a psychology degree and a business degree. And I was sort of soul searching and thought I'd take a couple of photography classes. I ended up finding a school in Atlanta that did commercial photography. And I was so blown away by the work on the walls. I it was a Friday when I went to tour and the school started for a two-year program on Monday and I was I signed up and I was in it on Monday morning I was in class for two years in a super intense um, a commercial photography program so that was two years of two years of learning and training commercial yeah two years and then another couple of years of assisting uh, commercial photographers in Atlanta fashion photographers a lot of different types of things everything from industrial to food to uh you name it I probably assisted it and then I have gone on to shoot everything too so it's been a been an inter interesting journey for 25 years yeah hey Hawk didn't you do commercial work that's basically how I sort of got my journey into photography world. I spent 16, 17 years in the mining sector, and I used to be on the other side of the table uh, hiring uh, people uh, when we ever needed uh, um, any sort of work that needed to be done. And when I left, uh, I always had interest in photography, but uh, that's how I ended up uh, working in the uh, commercial industrial uh, space and I really enjoyed it. Well, it's, I guess it's something I didn't know existed at the time. I always thought of photographers as being artists, and, and when you're your parent talking to your parents that they're talking about starving artists and so I wasn't really interested in having a career where I didn't make money and I guess I it's something I just never occurred to me to do and then when I started hearing about you know thousand dollar day rates back in back in the 90s um you know it's, it seemed like a, a great a great avenue to take versus um just shooting photography for fun so it definitely intrigued me. I just had never thought about the commercial side of it, so it was it was a it was a great progression. And what what uh, Kelly? Tell me what was the first camera you had in your hands that you actually took photographs with? Uh, I would say in school we went right to a four by five camera. We had a I had a Cinar. I still have two of them <laughs> that are sitting in a closet. Wow. Four by five. Um, that's what we shot everything with in in school. So and then I did a lot of two and a quarter stuff. I rarely shot thirty five millimeter. Um, but we shot a lot of sheet film and, and, uh, 
lots of rolls. So, so you really started uh, uh, with the big format, five inches by four inch. And uh, in those days, uh, that would be sort of transparency film, wouldn't it? Uh, for everything commercial jobs. Yeah. Yep, everything's transparency. We rarely shot negative, you know, running back and forth to the lab and running clips and push and pull. And that was the whole, it was a big scene to get to, you know, see everybody at the lab. And when digital came around, it, you know, that was interesting how everything stopped. The whole social scene between photographers was completely dead after that. We never saw anybody again. <laughs> <laughs> this so. is this is a confession from my part. I never shot film guys. Other than the just the point and shoot cameras that everybody plays with, I never shot film professionally. So this for me, this is going to be a bit of a learning experience, learning from you. Obviously, Bernie, you shot a lot of film in your years and uh, learning that the Kelly, uh, when she started out, started shooting film. Uh, I, I would love to hear a little bit more about uh, the experience and the transition to digital, how that from business perspective, how did that evolve? How did you make that transition? You know, it was, it was basically just talking the client into it. It was, it was one of the things, you know, you buy, buy five, spend $5,000 on this D1X. I remember it was my first digital camera and, you know, and $300 per one, like a one gig card, I think with these little drive cards, they were like $300 a piece. I remember buying these things and saying, okay, I got to convince my client that this is awesome. <laughs> so I had, I actually had one client that I shot for every month for about 15 years. I shot for this magazine. It eventually went out of business um, after being being published for about 30 years, but I did get them to get on board with it. And, you know, it was just sort of make, fake it until you make it <laughs> just like anything. I mean, it's, you know, and it, it sort of just evolved and we just, you know, upgraded, had to upgrade it pretty often. They were coming out pretty fast. So we just kind of learned as we went. I think I still shot film and digital a little bit in the beginning, but just to make sure we had, we covered our bases, <laughs> but in those good old days, Kelly, of course, the commercial photographers used to use the Polaroid cameras to photograph before they actually photographed on the uh, more expensive 5x4-inch uh, transparency film. And I suppose you did that. You relied on the Polaroid to give you exposure and uh, cr the creativity and the lighting to make sure it was right. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I think digital, I, one thing I realized after going from film to digital is things, I became sort of a lazy, lazy photographer because you could just shoot all these different frames and it didn't matter. Whereas before we'd look at the Polaroid and literally get it down to, you know, exactly where we want it. And then we'd shoot film. So, you know, film was, it wasn't that cheap. You know, you'd shoot a lot of rolls and it would be, it would add up over time. So you'd want to make sure it was right. So, you know, we really did work to get every single little detail perfect with those Polaroids and, and, and then shoot. So it's a lot more time consuming, a lot more, a lot more detail and effort went into each photo. I feel like then after a while, after we started shooting digital, we kind of got, well, we'll just shoot it 10 different ways. And the client wanted to have it 10 different ways. So they could decide later. That became a, an issue too. They didn't want it, you know, can we shoot it this way, that way, this way, instead of making a decision. So it definitely changed. The, the of course, you you also had with you a, a group of people like the art director and uh, other people like that, right? When you were doing commercial shoot, theoretically, you, you just press press the button, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> a little more than that. Yeah, with the stylist and assistant. We had, yeah. you know, the, the editor was usually there, and um, so it was a pretty big team usually. And you you transitioned for that to weddings, did you? I did. I, uh, after I had my, my children, I, I had made a big move from the Atlanta area and uh, had to sort of reset again. So I decided to try weddings, which was something I, as a commercial photographer, you never go there. It's kind of one of the things where. Uh, yeah, there was this disrespect. Um, yeah. I think commercial guys disrespected um, wedding Absolutely. photographers and, and wedding photographers were looked upon as uh, inferior animals in the photography industry, right? 
very much so. And so it was a little <laughs> embarrassing for me to start doing it. And I, yeah. But I thought it would be a good transition for me and something I could do while I had kids. And it seemed like it would be great money and I could do it. And I, I, it was, it was a lot more than I expected. And I realized how hard it is. And I have a, I have a deep respect for photography for wedding photographers now it's 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 I've never shot anything so hard in my life <laughs> literally so uh Hark, you must have done weddings also in sometime in your career surely every photographer does right yeah absolutely I mean I probably shot now maybe five or six weddings uh, and after that uh, it was basically time to say uh, listen what the heck are you doing but for, for me when I left the the corporate world uh it, it was a pretty well-paying job and I left it to have a little bit more control over my time and to go out and shoot uh, weddings on the weekend to make money it was like say why the heck did I leave in the, my job in the first place so it, it came to obviously everybody has to shoot because you're still learning trying to figure out where you fit into the business side of things and uh, after doing those weddings I, I realized that uh, it's a lot of work a lot of work the money up front seems pretty good but you, you the amount of time that you spend shooting editing delivering talking to clients communication it's a lot of work so i don't blame you one bit transitioning from weddings to now you're doing full-time portraiture how do you feel about that what what has that meant for you in terms of your family life versus when you were shooting uh weddings so i've always had this sort of mentality that i should diversify so i had a photo booth business i had weddings i was still shooting commercial jobs i was shooting i was all over the place i mean literally just you know, like spreading myself too thin. I, my family life was suffering. I was really just, at, you know, just felt like I was going 20 different directions every moment and really not doing any of them really justice. So, you know, when I, with this whole pandemic, I've had to sit down and really had the time actually to sit down and forced time to sit down and look at my business and what I'm doing and what makes sense. And part of that was stumbling upon Bernie and, and it has, you know, shooting, moving into just focusing on portraits has been a life changer. Literally it has, you know, I, I didn't realize how crazy things were until they became not so crazy. And the potential of just shooting portraits was something I didn't realize. I didn't realize how good it could be and how much easier and simple. And, you know, I'm, I turned 50 this year and I'm, you know, hauling all that gear around at weddings is, is not going to get any easier. So I don't want to be the old lady at the wedding <laughs> shooting with the walker, you know? So <laughs> I think it's been a really good transition for me. And commercial, as much as I loved it, there is a rat race in there too. That's pretty, that's real cutthroat and with art directors and all that. And there's no more magazine work, which is something I used to do a lot of. So that sort of has forced me to change. Um, I've adapted so many times, but I think portraits are really something I wish I'd done a long time ago. So th this is called Photographer's Story, Kelly. Stories. So can you give us a couple of stories? Uh, I believe you traveled around the world with your commercial work. Uh, any funny stories there you can give us or any interesting stories? Oh, yeah. Well, the travel stories, I'm, I don't know. I don't th think I should repeat many of those. You don't? Yeah, they were that good or that bad we maybe some people still alive you think that may hear this <laughs> okay <laughs> exactly. well well yeah um you don't have to mention names kelly no it's okay <laughs> i'll go to go to a funny one about about a food shoot back in back in the 90s i had a was shooting food for a major grocery store chain out of out of the south and uh we had a food stylist we had all the in a prop stylist it was a big production like the big, you know, there were multiple clients there, big thing. We were shooting fried chicken, I think, for about four days. The stylist had put, you know, like it, it did not, if you could see what they did to it, you would, you probably wouldn't. He had stuff like stuffing and pins and needles and all this stuff to make this chicken look plump and, you know, to boost it up. And, to make and it didn't you guys good. spray glycerine over it to make it shine oh, yeah. and look fresh Fire and cooked to all of it? What was it? Glycerine and Tyreshire. Tyreshire was a good one for- um, Tyreshire. 
Okay, I didn't, I hadn't yep. heard of that one. <laughs> I had this adorable golden retriever who was who was just, you know, loved to get into trouble. And I remember we left that fried chicken. We put it out in the garbage when we were done and stuck it out in the front and we had an invisible fence, but he got his head around somehow and snuck around to the front and got into that trash. And it was like, you know, the jaws, when they do the x-ray of jaws and they find like a, you know, like a, a license plate in his stomach. <laughs> and we noticed the dog walking funny the next day and they said, oh no, we're in trouble. So of course, you know, middle of the night heading out to the, the vet, we get him x-rayed and he's got 16 pins and a T pin in his stomach. <laughs> Here we go. Like every, every dime I made in this job ends up, you know, right back to the vet. <laughs> Luckily he yeah. was okay, but it was a, it was a, a disaster. <laughs> hey Kelly, just tell us some of the places you travel with your commercial work. I'm just interested. Uh, they flew you around uh, the world a bit, didn't they? Yeah. I think, you know, I went to the Bahamas. I was doing uh in-depth travel stories for the airlines, airline magazines, their in-flight magazines. Right. And they would do these in-depth profiles in each city. And so I think we went to a lot of American cities, went to Monterey, went out to the Bahamas. That was probably the furthest I went. And then a bunch of different Omaha. We did Savannah, Atlanta, a bunch of other cities. I can't even remember. Oh, Hilton Head. We did a bunch of different places and it was, it was fun. They would send us there for about 10 days and we would, the writers would, would line up all these different restaurants and mayors and, you know, artists and all different types of people around the cities. And we'd go, or I would go out and photograph them. So it was a great opportunity to really meet so many people and just do, do a lot of different things. It was, and eat good food. And <laughs> it was just a really fun, fun job. Were most of these shoots coordinated uh, by the editor or, or the writer, or did you also have a little bit of a leeway in terms of what you wanted to showcase or was everything coordinated for you? I did the coordinating, but the writers were there on, on site also doing the, they were selling advertising and they were writing. So they had the advertising people on the ground, they had the writers and they would sort of work together and, and not really, cause they're not supposed to cross that line, but the writers would go in and do a story on the, on the city and then give me a list of things that we're going to write about and sort of a little sometimes they give me the piece that they wrote so I could sort of make sure I tailored my photo to match with match the story so yeah it was a combination I mean they definitely had people they wanted me to photograph and but they and they wanted a, a variety of stuff but they did let me have a lot of creative input in most of the stuff but they did give me a list of people they wanted wanted done and that had to do with the, the story story driven on your travels Kelly did you meet any uh, famous people. <laughs> yeah, photographed Jane Fonda. Uh, Jane Fonda, um, yeah. And yeah, it was an interesting shoot. Hank Aaron, well, it's a bunch of different people. We just photographed like Gordy Howe, he's a famous hockey player. Javi Lopez, a lot of those Atlanta Brave guys, photographed those guys when I lived there. Some some famous artists, but I can't think of their names at the moment. <laughs> but, you can't think, uh, they weren't that famous that you can remember yeah, the name, not. right? Yeah, I get yes. it. Yeah, some good people. Jane Fonda was probably one of the bigger people I photographed. Yeah, well, that, that, that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm just interested that you seem to have done it all. You started by um, five by four inch, you moved to medium format using a Hasselblad, I guess, and then uh, to digital. And from the digital, you changed to uh, wedding photography and then doing now portraits uh, besides that. Uh, you also had a photo booth. Have you still got the photo booth or has that gone now? Well, anybody want to buy one? <laughs> yeah. two, How actually. many have you got? <laughs> I have two. There may be some buyers They're really out there, cool. They're very cool. They're cool. But <laughs> at this point, I'm not sure it's worth my time to mess with it, considering when I look at my portrait sales versus what I can make doing the photo booth, it's not really. So how many have you got? Anything. Two? Three? 
I have two. I have two. And I got into this. Are they all in uh, one unit or did you actually have to have a, an attendant to uh, attend with a photo booth as well? Did you just rent the photo booth uh, for your business or uh, was it somebody actually had to attend to the photo booth? Somebody has to attend to it. I have one I can drop off. My insurance company doesn't allow me to do that, even though it's possible. It's an iPad based booth and it's very easy to run. Uh, the other one is a camera, really cool retro, beautifully handmade oak casing with this really cool light on top. It's beautiful. I got it out of the UK and it's, it's, it's a gorgeous piece but somebody has to run it <laughs> and I just, I don't want to do it. As a wedding photographer, I mean, it's a, I'm sure it's a great addition to your business when you're doing weddings, but uh, if you're not shooting weddings, uh, what are some of the other businesses that would actually hire these photo booths aside from weddings? You know, my, my, actually my ultimate goal was to get more into the corporate business, to go to trade shows and really market it with um, brand using branding because um, you can actually brand these with people's, all their logos and cool gifts and, and people love it and people really interact with it at trade shows. So that was really my goal is to sort of move into that sec. Um, and so Certainly the, you know, I had, I had a great in with the, my brides because I say, you know, I'm signing their contract. Hey, you want to add this on for X amount of dollars? And they, you know, they usually say, sure. But I found that that was stressful for me to be shooting. And even if I had an attendant, I was a little bit worried about it all the time. It was just kind of there, something else to, to worry about. So it, it's a good add on for sure. But, you know, it's just one thing, more thing to worry about in, in the big scheme of things. And sometimes they can be a little finicky for sure. They're, some of them have a little kink, some kinks in them. One of the other questions I was going to ask you, and, and I think I probably will be asking you, all the photographers that's going to be joining us. After having gone through your training at your wedding, now on to portraiture, do you consider yourself to be an artist photographer first or a business person first? Ooh, good question. That has to be a combination. I mean, 100% equal equal parts in that. You know, if you're not a good business person, you're not going to, you know, you can be the best photographer in the world. I've seen lots of great photographers not make any money who are who shoot amazing stuff. I mean, beautiful work. I wish I could shoot like them. Um, but if you don't have that business side, I mean, I almost almost think of somebody with the business sense could doesn't have to be as good of a photographer because they the general public don't necessarily know the difference between a really great shot a good shot and a really great shot I, I don't think they see it unfortunately even though we sit and worry about it all the time I absolutely agree and I, I think Bernie will agree with us as well that one of the things that we want to do through these podcasts is uh, listen to professional photographers how they handling their business and hopefully just through these stories inspire people to be able to sort of think of themselves not just as a, a a means of uh, making art, but also means of making a great living as everybody else is. Uh, Bernie, do you have anything else to add to that uh, with your years and years of experience in terms of photography versus uh, creating art or so business versus creating art? Yeah, I was a little bit different. Um, uh, as I say, with, with a camera, it was just a tool. Camera was to me what a hammer is to a builder. And um, my passion was always in business and still is. The camera was a great tool to do something I enjoyed. And, uh, you know, I go back even further than Kelly. I used a uh, Kodak box brownie camera. And so I'm a couple of years older than you, Kelly. And, <laughs> and uh, that was a different world when I started uh, taking 120 uh, size film and uh, processing it in a tank and then um, enlarging the prints and doing the prints in my parents' bedroom. I had to do it at night because I couldn't black out the room. But that's going back many years. And even prior to that, there were things I could tell you that you wouldn't believe. Um, but the, the thing is about business and about photography, it's hard to get a balance between the two if you want to make money. I'm just interested, Kelly, and I'm sure, you know, the 
photographers that are listening to this are into equipment a little bit. You just want to throw out what equipment you're using now, and then we'll talk maybe a little bit more about the business side and how you're progressing at present and where you see the future of photography. Sure. So I shoot now with a uh, Canon Mark IV and a Mark III. I've never been a big gear junkie, I feel like, but I, I seem to have an accumulation of stuff from so many years, though, that I, I never want to get rid of things, but I also... You're a rare breed in photographers, uh, Kelly. All, all <laughs> photographers love uh, love gear, including I, myself. I'm not saying I don't love it, but I, I, you know, I do have a lot of it because I've, you know, if I had a job I needed something for, I was going to buy that piece to do the job. So I, and I kind of don't like to part with things. So I have a hard time like letting the things go because I have like, oh, it'll be a backup. It'll be, you know, I have too many so things. So can, can you be a little more honest, Kelly? You said you still got the two signards or whatever. What gear have you got? <laughs> Well, I have, um, so I have, I shoot uh, kind of the old style pro photo power packs, the big ones with the plug in the lights, because I've had them for a long time and they were expensive and I, they should last me forever, at least as long as I live. And, uh, and then I also shoot, I, I've, when I started doing weddings, I had to completely buy all new gear for weddings. That was something I did not have. I had one lens for a 35 millimeter and that was it. Cause I had shot, I was shooting for this one magazine. I needed a wide angle lens for every single shot, pretty much. That's all I had. And so I had to buy all sorts of different lenses for, to do weddings. So I've, I got, I've had now I've amassed a pretty big collection of, of, you know, fixed focal length lenses that are not cheap. So how many would have, you have? Give us a, give us a get. I'm only saying this cause one of my clients, uh, uh, when I went over and visited him, he had, uh, 14 lenses do you have that many lenses probably about 10 lenses lenses, yeah and your favorite the one you use all the time i like the 35 my sigma 35 art lens and i like the 135 however now that i'm shooting portraits i shoot with my sigma 50 millimeter art lens 90 percent of the time 98% 98% of the time. Beautiful I love it. And so I am now just, I'm starting to go through my bag and say, I don't really need this. As soon as I get my, my last weddings will be this coming spring. And as soon as I get through these, I'm going to start like purging, hopefully a few things. And if you sell a, f- a few of those lenses, Kelly, you'll be able to get one extra lift pass. Exactly. Check <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it out here. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you, you guys are spending uh, the Christmas and uh, New Year's in uh, Wyoming, or are you going back? We're going to go back right before New Year's, I think. Uh, so we're our house is only available. We have a house out here, and it's usually booked on vacation rentals. So it happens to be open this month, and so we took it. And uh, it's it's getting. We have tenants coming back in for the the rest of the winter season, starting January. So we have to get out. I don't think we would leave <laughs> if we didn't have to. You probably just wanted to uh, leave the chaos behind with the uh, president-elect Biden, uh, with all his uh, security entourage uh, driving around all, around all over your sure. hometown. So. Yeah, they're all over the place for sure. And, and do you really live next door to him that you told me, or were you just exaggerating? Yeah. No, no, we pass, we pass by his has his street. There's turnoff the every day going to school, so he's we see him uh, on the golf course. Yeah, There's well, an interesting neighbor to have, but he'll be moving out soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. And he'll be spending a lot less time on the golf course. Golf course I'm thinking, yeah. I think maybe. So. <laughs> yeah. He's got a lot so, of work to do. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay, Kelly, just um, you know, as I've been your coach for the last what five, six months, not long now. Yeah, not even probably not even five months. I bet. No. 
not even five months. We've ma- managed to turn your life around and change your life and oh, yeah. <laughs> made you see the, you know, it's all about working smarter rather than harder. And I think you've embraced that, would you say? I definitely would say. And I think uh, one of the one of the most important things you said to me is stop shi- stop grabbing shiny things, Kelly. <laughs> and I think that has been my my MO my entire life. I just, you know, I like start looking at this and that. Oh my God, if we can get, I can do this. And I just get so excited about different things. And I, I just, that's how I've ended up spreading myself. So yeah, I, I think, it's a perfect time of year to grab all the shiny things and hang them on the Christmas tree and just exactly. look at them and, uh, and then take them down at the end of Christmas and put them in a box and put them in the attic. Yeah, but it's been a, it's been a life changer for sure. I, I really wish I'd met you uh, 20 years ago because I think I'd, yeah, be, well, <laughs> I'd be skiing yeah. all day today <laughs> you'd be skiing all day yeah and, and uh, there'd be five or six studios just uh, out there and uh, you'd just be collecting the money that, that, that'd be great but um yeah it, it is fantastic uh, we've got a couple of minutes left um i'm just interested to know what you see uh, we're coming to the end of 2020 it's been a horrible year for a lot of people a lot of photographers but at the same time, we've seen a lot of photographers like portrait photographers who've actually shone that have achieved record sales, monthly sales, and it's been fantastic for most of my clients. But how do you see the future looking forward to next year? Will there be much change? Um, I know I've got as, as a coach, I've got uh, some new things that uh, we're going to implement and test. Um, but how do you see it as a photographer? Well, I do think that, you know, when when parties and weddings start coming back, when as soon as the vaccine starts hitting the ground, it's going to be crazy for wedding photographers. <laughs> because, you know, that's going to be a, a busy, the busy business. And I'm, I'm not going to take it though. <laughs> I've already been turning it down. <laughs> they can have it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think, uh, you know, the portrait thing's been really interesting. I think people have been, you know, spending so much time with their families and I think they're really appreciating, you know, being in their homes. And, and I think there is going to be a whole new transition of people working, being able to work from home now and just continuing to work from home. So people at home are looking at their walls going, oh my gosh, I, they're empty. I don't have any, you know, and so I think people have really embraced this, this uh, getting artwork for their, for their homes of their families. I think it's been a big trend and I hope they continue. Yeah, well, I, I think it, uh, it will be uh, certainly uh, going to be a boom year 2021. Uh, we're all looking forward to it. Uh, we, we sort of can't wait to wave goodbye to this year. What are your thoughts, uh, Hark, on, uh, on next year? Well, I, I share the same enthusiasm as, uh, as Kelly, that uh, I think one thing that it's taught us this year is uh, been basically what's really important to us and uh, spending the time with families and uh, children and everybody's at home. Uh, even though most people think that spending that much time together made it not so good, but it, it, it really did make us realize that ultimately what's important is the people that are around us. And uh, in, in celebration of those, uh, I, I think uh, all of us that are in this uh, portrait photography business, we have a lot of optimism and a lot of good things to look forward to next year. Yeah. And I think for me, it's just like, uh, you know, um, as photographers and as business people, we have to focus, use the pun, never been used before, but we have to focus on the business and, um, you know, put a lot of time and effort in working on the business and uh, try and work less in the business. And that's called working smarter rather than harder. Um, Hark, uh, I just, you know, on both of us behalf, want to thank Kelly um, for coming on today. What a story. I, I think we've got to get her on again because we just haven't covered her life, really. I think there's a lot of hidden stories we have to uh, drag out of her. What do you think, Hawk? 
think I'm still waiting for those travel stories. I mean, that's uh, <laughs> one thing uh, I'm yeah. hanging my hat on. So next time, uh, not only that, uh, we, we got to get uh, some uh, stories out of Bernie. So uh, I think uh, yeah. Kelly's going to definitely have to come back and uh, tell us all those stories and to think about uh, the names that uh, she doesn't want to divulge and uh, those that uh, she wants to. So uh, I think she will be back. Well, I appreciate it, you guys. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> a little walk down memory lane. We, we really appreciate uh, you joining us, uh, Kelly. Again, thanks for your patience. Uh, this is our very, very first episode, and uh, it's uh, we can only uh, go up from here. So, <laughs> well, I'm honored to be your first guest. Bernie, thank you it. very much. Is there anything else that you'd like to uh, tell our audience? No, I think that's great, Hawk. And to all the photographers uh, listening to this podcast, we thank you for listening. Uh, it is fantastic. We, we're going to continue on this photographer's stories. We want to pay homage to the hardworking professional photographers. And uh, if we've entertained you for 30 minutes, then our job is done. So thank you all. And we look forward to seeing you in the second episode. <laughs>